You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa. I'm also the founder and CEO of Rock, Paper, Scissors, the PR firm that specializes in music tech and music innovation, and also the Music Tectonics Conference, which takes place in late October in LA here in 2023. And uh, this may be one of our most visited guests on the Music Tectonics podcast. Uh, I've got with me Tim Exile from Endless. Tim, how are you doing? Very well, sir. How are you? Doing great. You know, you were on when you were a 2019 Meetum Lab finalist and then kind of a weird sort of winner. They like created a category for you or something, or they did like a double win for the education category. What was it? Yeah. So we, we co-won and honestly, it's such a long time ago. It's almost four years ago now. Um, I, I can't remember the exact title of the category, but we basically co-won uh, with an app called Jamble. Um which I think was a very, uh, it was a, a kind of a take on the same thing, which is sort of, you know, the, the democratization of music, gamification of music, um, but with, qu- you know, quite different approaches to it. So um, it was, it was great. It was great to co-win. I that think. was cool. Yeah, uh, they're, they're cool. And then we had you again on the podcast in 2020 during the pandemic. We did a series on remote collaboration and you were already up and running by then. Um, I think you actually jammed on the podcast in real time. So that was super fun if people want to go back and, and listen to either of those two podcasts. But I brought you back because you sent me an email that made me a little crazy, like a little excited, like, oh, shoot, am I going to drop some money on this thing? You came out with this endless arcade. You took the endless system, operating system, whatever, and package it up into something that looks like a video game. What is the endless arcade machine, Tim? Well, it, it really is ju- just what it says on on the tin. Um, uh, it, it's an arcade machine. It's a beat making arcade machine um, that sits in, uh, you know, the the arcade machine form factor that you'd expect to see in a video games mall or a video games bar or um, the collector, you know, a games room of a video game collector. Um, the, what I find really interesting about it is that it's it's so obvious when people see it, they're just like, wow, it's a beat making arcade machine. Why has nobody done this before? Um, and the reason nobody's done it before is because actually the, the way that endless approaches music making and music um well everything to do with music is really gamifying the whole process and when i say gamifying what i really mean is turning everything to do with music creation from the first idea right the way through to um the music getting into someone's hands into someone's ears is that every step along the way um becomes an interaction, like a social interaction. So the way Endless works, uh, you spin up a beat, you know, in a very physical way by actually playing it in. You commit that. Um, you can share that instantly to a bunch of people. Um, and so it fe- the process feels like playing a game. So, you know, since I was last on the podcast, we, um, we've we rolled out a desktop version. It's on uh, Windows. It's on Mac OS. Uh, you can run it as a plugin inside your door. You can run it as a standalone. You can run plugins inside. I mean, there's we've built out, uh, you know, an entire um, ecosystem for music making a- a- around what was originally just an iOS app. Um, and it it was just a natural, it was a natural fit to take what we've built and, and put that in an arcade uh, machine cabinet. The um, 
the 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 magic kind of uh twist in the story is that it actually started as um a project by one of our community members so this guy nj lang is a long-term endless user he posted in our discord um discord server pretty much exactly a year ago what if endless was an arcade machine and everyone was just like wow this is an amazing idea um and then uh, you know a couple of days later he came back with a bunch of photoshop mock-ups and everyone was just like, this is amazing. Um, and it just sort of went on and on like that. You know, a week later, he came back with some actual physical boxes, like a flight case he'd found around his house. And then a month later, he'd ordered a bunch of bunch of components. And flash forward to June last year, um, he'd actually created the first prototype of the Endless Arcade Machine. Um, we were on our way to New York for NFT NYC uh, to demo Endless. And we were just like, hey, NJ, uh, NJ is based in Kansas. Why don't you come to New York, show people the arcade machine? And that's what happened. And everybody lost their shit. Sorry, if I could say that. Every, uh, people absolutely loved the arcade machine. Um, it perfectly encapsulates everything that Endless is uh, in a single visual um, interactive experience. Let, let me ask you, Tim, uh, if you walk up to this machine, what do you see? You see, um, well, you see a, where you'd have a normal kind of arcade console. You've got the same arcade buttons, uh, but instead of those, you know, firing weapons, um, those are laid out like the pad grid that you see on an Akai NPC. Um, you know, you've got four by four grid of arcade buttons. Um, they trigger sounds. Um, you've got a, a traditional arcade joystick, which you can use to navigate through different sounds. Um, and then we've got some extra bits that we added in to interoperate with the endless interface. Um, we've got an XY pad that allows you to control the effects. And uh, we've got some extra buttons that allow you to uh, um, navigate instruments more deeply and also commit loops. Um, right. And yeah. So, so I remember from our previous uh, interview that one of the interesting things about Endless that worked so well during the pandemic and with people collaborating remotely and probably continues to work well is that you would create a loop, commit it, aka send it, almost like a text message or something. It would get committed and sent to the group that you were using, whoever was in the quote room or whatever, and then they could just add layers on top of that. So you're saying that that's still there inside the arcade and that arcade is actually still communicating in one of those rooms with other endless users. Exactly. Yeah. So every time you play something in the arcade, uh, once you've played something, you then hit that commit button um, that loops it on your end, but also sends it to anybody else you're collaborating with. So you can collaborate um, with beat makers, songwriters, music makers, producers all over the world directly from the arcade machine. Hey, why don't, why don't we uh, hear some sounds from it? You got something you can play from that was made with the arcade? Yes. Yeah. Let me just cue something up.
Awesome. So was that um, was that something that was solely on the arcade, or were they collaborating with other folks from Endless in that that piece you just played? Yeah. So that was that was a collaboration. Um, so that there were a, a lot of different people adding to the melting pot on on, on that riff. Um, the I mean the you know it's, it's it's worth pointing out that the arcade machine it's it's using the same sound engine that that all versions of the Endless app use, um, and also those um you can now as of uh, a few months ago you can now load plugins into endless so essentially you can any sounds you've got whether it's plugins um or hardware synths or acoustic instruments you can use those with endless also you can use those with the arcade machine there's like a interface of some sort that they can upload stuff to the arcade Exactly. Yeah, you can customize the arcade machine to uh, to host your VST plugins. I gotta say, Tim, I grew up in the era of physical arcade games. Um, when I was about eleven years old, I would ride my bike a little too far from home to the local Seven Eleven convenience store, and I, somehow I got to know the manager. And uh, he let me clean up the parking lot, and in exchange, he handed me a big gulp, which is a really large. <laughs> very 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 large uh cola a sandwich and the keys to the video games and so i could just sit there i wasn't that good i didn't love video games i just kind of liked having that special that special access and it was like my first job basically but if they had had a beat machine there it would have changed my life <laughs> and i could imagine like all arca- arcades if this if this thing came you know came back uh, you know, if they, if it if it reaches scale and, and is in those public places where people gather, bars, arcades, convenience stores. I mean, now they have them in doctors' offices. They, it's like this retro thing: dentists, kid, kids, dentists, things like that. Um, I, I could see like a whole other a whole other generation where their parents didn't even know about beat making, and there they are getting started. A hundred percent. I mean, th- this is you've kind of described the effect that it has on a room. Um, people just gravitate to it. They sit, they, you know, they see this arcade machine, and they're like, "Oh wow, cool! You've got an arcade machine here." And then they kind of double take, and they're just like, "Oh wow, okay, so you've got like a beat studio on an arcade machine." And because it, you know, it's not endless is a lot more straightforward than a DAW like Ableton Live. You know, we don't have kind of these big, this big timeline, all these arranged windows, and tiny little fiddly controls. It's very immediate um and we actually have a uh, the arcades come with a touch screen so the full interface is touch interactive um and just seeing people who've never made music before step up to this machine and start making music and um and feel that visceral sense of like wow i pressed that button um and music happened uh is it, it's very compelling um and it's it's one of the biggest kind of curveball surprises that i've had since starting to build the endless platform you know as as the um the team you know we've all we're all really enthusiastic about hardware we all love hardware but we've all been kind of you know winding our neck in necks in a bit going like oh yeah maybe someday we'll get to make hardware but it turns out actually this this might even be the killer app the killer application for endless um that will get it everywhere yeah and do you do you think it'll quote get everywhere do you think you think there's a path to this thing being like in bars everywhere (laughs) um i said yeah but potentially i mean you know it's it's early days yet um we're we we're just beginning to roll this out um we're about to announce um a first kind of launch disc and we're we're doing a very short run of 25 of them 
Um, they're going to go on sale around the end of Feb. Um, we've already got a bunch of people who are interested, so I'm pretty sure that they're going to sell out um, instantly. But um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, fi- find us, um, find us at Endless FM um, if you're interested in an arcade machine, uh, in an Endless arcade machine. And, and once once um, it gets deployed in, in kind of public spaces, I'm, I'm sure there's some you know some some music heads and some gear heads and some gaming heads that have a little extra cash to spend that'll jump on it. Those will be the first twenty five. There'll be people you may have met, maybe some performers that have you know made some money on tour that just want another little gadget at home, whatever. But how do you expect people to use it if it scales? If you start you know if you get ten thousand out there, what do you think if somebody walks up to what what, what do you expect them to do? So one of the things we're actually working on um, for for the production units that are going to roll out um, is a remote login. So each machine will have its own unique QR code. Um, so you can walk up to the machine with your mobile device. Um, if you've never used Endless before, you scan the QR code, um, set up a user account very, very quick, um, and then it logs you into that machine. Um, so that machine will have, if it's the first time we've used Endless, um, it'll give you a, you know, a, a run through on how to use the machine. Um, and you can make your first beat then and there in this public place. Um, if you have an endless account, um, it'll populate it with all the jams you're in, all the risks you've made, all the sound packs you've created, um, everything you've you you've bought, everything you've traded, uh, everything you sold. So you could, um, you know, let's let's say it's a bit, you know, you, you know, you see these like pianos in train stations. Um, this is a whole thing. There's like YouTube videos. Um, there's videos all over YouTube of these uh, pianos in public places and people come and step up to the piano and do something amazing. Like I, I see that happening with um, endless arcade machines. So you'll have somebody who's been on endless for ages and has got really, really good at it. It's got loads of beat making skills and, you know, they've, they're, they're an OG of the endless ecosystem. Uh, and they just come up and hold up their phone, scan the QR code, log in. And there they are. They've got all their, uh, sound sets ready to just like mash away in this public place and you know really turn some heads i love it i love it so how will you keep the devices fresh and and, and running i mean that's a that's a big uh that's a big undertaking well so they come with over the air updates um so you know the, the collector's editions will uh, obviously that it runs on software which is constantly being developed um there's also going to be um, a special kind of arcade edition of the software that um that is designed specifically for these machines um but you know the great the great thing about um getting an endless arcade is that you you know you're not just buying a piece of hardware um which in a few years time will become obsolete that you're kind of you're in a sense you're buying a node into an ecosystem a software ecosystem a platform which is constantly being developed Got it. Yeah, cool. Awesome. All right, look, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about the business model. We'll be right back. Are you cooking up something cool during South by Southwest? Help your music tech friends find your music tech event in Austin this March. Tell us about your panels, meetups, parties, or activations that involve music tech and music innovation. We'll add them to our unofficial guide and spread the word to the Music Tectonics community. There's a link to submit your event on the blog at musictectonics.com or find Music Tectonics on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The link is in our bio. Want to get your hands on the unofficial guide? Make sure you're signed up for the Music Tectonics newsletter at musictectonics.com. We'll email you when it's ready. Now back to the episode. 
All right, we're back here with Tim Exile from Endless. We're talking about the Endless Arcade Machine. You started to talk a little bit about, um, you know, how how you can log in with a QR code and and get directly into the uh, your your existing sound packs and your existing jams and everything else with the arcade itself. What do what do you think? And I know you've got twenty five kind of a limited edition run of the first twenty five actual arcades. What's the what's the long term business model for the arcade machine? Well, for the arcade machine, um, it's going to be um, a combination. So a combination between units that we will sell. Um, and I think certainly for the foreseeable future, it's it's all going to be very short run. Um, uh, very, yeah, very, very limited because they're, they're all hand built right now. Um, at some point in the future, you know, we're also we've got some conversations going in the background about potential partnerships. Um, that we could do, uh, to, you know, providing um, maybe bigger venues, for example, with let's say they've got um, a, a regular, it's a you know, it's a music venue and they've got artists coming through there all the time. Then the arcade machine could be a way for uh, tour, you know, artists who are coming through to give the uh, the the um, the people who are attending their shows um, a more lean forward experience of their music. Um, I mean, there there are. There are so many. There are so many ways that we could um, leverage the arcade machines, and and you know this this kind of like super high end collector's edition thing is really just the the beginning. Um, and of course, it plugs into the 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 wider the wider ecosystem as I was uh, talking about. So um, the business model there is, uh, you know, the in the long run, we're looking to build a peer to peer digital economy where you can create um, pieces of music, you can create sound packs, you can create these digital artifacts, you can kind of press them um, as, uh, you, you can package them up and let's say there's a hundred editions of a riff or there's a hundred editions of a sound pack. Um, uh, you can then sell those on a marketplace and we take a cut. That's um, that's the business model that we're going to in the long run. Um, we're also, um, I'm also very aware that there's a lot of people who like to use Endless more as a tool to plug into other ecosystems. So we're um, later this year, we're going to be rolling out a um, a very kind of like focused subscription that is for the real kind of like power users who um, who want the, you know, the really hardcore features. But that's going to be much more of a kind of niche business model. You know, the the, the core of Endless is essentially a consumer social music platform. It's end-to-end from your first idea through every interaction, making everything social, right there from creation to sharing to discovery to listening. Um, so whatever our business model is, we don't want to get away, get in the way of the network effects. Yeah, cool. You know what? Let's 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 rewind a tiny bit since we did jump in. Really excited to talk about the endless arcade, and we've sort of hinted at endless the app, the platform pre arcade. Let's just back it up a little bit. Um, maybe explain if you log into the endless app for the first time. What's the first thing you see? What's the first thing you do? How do you get into jams with other people? And then what happens from there? When you download the app for the first time, we take you straight into an onboarding mission, which basically it removes all the cognitive load. It shows you a video of what you're about to do, and then it drops you straight into a bunch of pads that you can play. Uh, and then it shows you the looper, which allows you to capture what you've just played. Then it takes you onto another screen. It gives you another sound set and allows you, it basically takes you through layering up um, your first riff on Endless. Um, 
without surfacing anything you don't need to know about. Um, I really, and then it just breaks down from there. So um, we then take you on uh, subsequent different missions that uh, show you more of the features about uh, the features of Endless, the sounds, how it operates. Um, and then, you know, our goal really is to get you to a level of proficiency where you're just like, oh, okay, I got this. I, I, I see how this works. Um, then we take you into the main home screen of the app where um, you can find other people who are on the platform right now that you can jam with. Um, you can join open jams, which are um, kind of pre-populated jams that anybody can jump into and collaborate with. And, um, you know, we're building out all the social features. Uh, I mean, as we speak, there's a, there's a ton of stuff that's still uh, being built right now. Um, for example, like the notification center um, and, and a bunch of extra features. So so that's like the typical journey into Endless. We teach, we teach you how to use a tool in a very simple way. Then we introduce you to the community. And once you're connected with the community, um, you'll be able to find all sorts of people who will, um, you know, teach you the the more kind of esoteric teachings of the ins and outs of Endless and how to get really great results out of it. What are some of the coolest things that have happened on Endless over the last year or so? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, there are so many bands and groups and projects that have formed. There are people who have met. There's now there's a, there's a couple that met on Endless now um, from uh, you know from opposite sides of the world who have now moved in together. Um, How far apart uh, were they? Where where were they from? Um, I, yeah, Canada and Germany. Canada and Germany. Um, yeah. Um, well, I think they're they're currently in Germany. So um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. basically no, like it's really- Tinder, but with music. Well, there's definitely that aspect to it. I think um, the the people who really stick around on Endless are the people who um, have found ways to build relationships with each other. So you know, this is the very specifically this is the feature set that we're leaning into now. You know, we've we spent three or four years really concentrating on building the creator tool, and now we're we're focusing on that um it kind of matchmaking in a way or um just bringing people into contact with each other because when when you can you know on on endless you can communicate through making music without words so you can build you can build a completely sort of non-semantic relationship uh with someone by jamming with them on endless um and you know a lot of magic has uh, a lot of magic has come about just 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 through that way and i think in it i mean that you know there is a this kind of like the the crazy um out there case is that that actually um you can find that kind of magic synergy that you have with somebody that that you can't put into words uh you know maybe there's a world where that's actually easier to find through music you know if you can really um jam with someone just by kind of sharing beats and vocals and melodies back and forth and remixing them but like you, you know you can you can really feel if you actually vibe with someone on on that very kind of like basic sort of pre-verbal level okay guys don't joke about endless and tinder tim gets really serious <laughs> he, he, mean, <laughs> he means it <laughs> so um cool uh any other stories from the last year you want to shout out Oh boy. Um well, I mean the when we rolled out the um the beta of our um NFT marketplace. So that 
we kind of ran that like summer last year, Q3 last year. We rolled it out to just a few people on the platform just to kind of see um, how people behaved. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's like 3,000 tokens collected. Um, we're now um, we're now kind of taking all the learnings that we learned from that and and more specifically building out um let's say kind of non web th- a non web 3 way to interact in that be- uh, because i think that's really important to people people don't really want to think about all the all the jargon um but i think the actual use cases are are very powerful so uh you know that was great seeing um you know rolling that out to people and seeing how that you know ultimately it deepened people's relationships on the platform um and i think you know social commerce is is something that we've seen in the kind of quote unquote real economy as in the you know the economy of tangible goods have platforms like etsy and depop um that uh, that have um you know community at the core of sort of peer to peer trading of physical goods and and that's very much where i see web3 going and that, you know that very much was the case when the we had the um nft marketplace in in beta you could see that this kind of circular economy of someone would create a riff someone would collect it and then the royalties that they got from that they'd then go and buy someone else's riff and it uh, you know it, you could feel that um it added a layer of sort of permanence and progress to the relationship building um, which we hadn't seen before. Super cool, love it. So, getting back to the arcade, who who's going to buy these first ones? So, um, the well, the place. I mean, ultimately, we don't really know. Um, we've taken the arcade to. A, um, we've seen the arcade in a few different scenarios. Um, it works really well in public spaces because it grabs people's attention. So. I think there's going to there's going to be a, quite a few venues who'd be interested in in getting hold of an arcade. Um, we've had you know there's there's a bunch of individuals already who have said, hey, I want I, I, you know some some celebrities were like in our DMs going like, yo, I want an arcade. How do I get one? Um, as soon as the, the the news broke that we were making these arcades, so yeah, I think we're going we're going to see some uh, you know, really, um, diehard collectors, um, music fans, you know, artists who've, um, had some success, like you were saying, um, uh, I think music venues, um, it, it's, it's a really great case for a music venue. Um, and also, you know, music companies, uh, you know, bigger music companies who might have a social space or a lobby. I mean, it's, I think it goes great in social spaces. Also, recording studios, you know, bigger recording studios. My dream would be that, uh, you know, Abbey Road would pick one up. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> um, I might have to hit them up. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. And and you mentioned uh, if somebody wants to check out more, where do they go to, to check out the arcade and think about buying one? Head to discover.endless.fm that's endless with three s's discover.endless.fm slash arcade um we uh, it's currently that you know we're not really um we're not really sharing that site publicly right now we're working towards a launch date in about a month's time um we're going to be we've got a ton of content we're shooting we're actually we're working with Imogen Heap, who's um, a dear friend of mine, um, and has been very, very generously uh, let us take over her roundhouse. Um, so we're 
we're going there for, we're going to shoot a bunch of really cool content around the arcade um imogen is going to do a performance on it um and so all of that we've got some really stunning content we we're preparing for the for the main launch in late feb very cool so podcast listeners you may have heard about it first here so good thing you're listening you know i was curious have you seen other arcade like products that are musical like this i mean it almost reminds me of the playfulness of a giant teenage engineering device or something like that but what is there any other uh precedent or inspiration not not that i've seen i mean i have since seen a couple of I think we're we're not the we're not the first people to have the idea of like oh what you know what what would happen if you brought arcade machines and music making together. Um, I think there was something there was a um, an expert I can't even remember the name of it now. Um, recently, where I saw somebody had put like a modular synth in an arcade cabinet. Um, More like custom work, not not anything that somebody's yeah. tried to like really produce. Yeah, no one. I, I think. No one's really tried to make um, a real standalone product out of it. Um, I think I think we're the first to market there, um, but I'm also I'm also happy to be wrong. I mean, it's a big wide world, and many people. You know, usually if somebody's having um, an idea along some line, it, it's not. You know, there's there's a zeitgeist element to it as well. Yeah, yeah. And you you mentioned there's some gamification in a sense. Other than the form factor, is there any other? Can you talk a little bit about that connection to to video games? Yeah, well, I mean, I'd say that the very the very core creation experience um, is, I mean, what what's great about you know games are real time. It's a real time experience. Um, what keeps people coming back to? Well, I mean, we we could go on a real deep dive here, but the TLDR is what keeps people coming back to um, media and creativity these days is content. What keeps people coming back to games is skill. So, as a gamer, um, the the thing your your long tail, if you like, is your skill. Like the 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 better you get at playing a certain game or playing a number of different titles, um, that's that's what ultimately builds your your audience. In media, um, including music, it's content. Um, so you know, as a as a recording artist, you'll look up to build. You look to build up a body of work, and you'll continue to uh, to grow that body of work and monetize it and find new contexts for recontextualizing the work, etc. Um, so when I talk about the gamifi- gamification music, um, I talk about pivoting the focus of creativity away from the creation of content towards the development of skill. Um, so you know, on endless. People are, you know, there there is a content long tail. Um, now we have profiles, so you can go to Endless FM slash Tim Exile, and you can see the riffs I've posted, and you can go to anyone else's profile. So that there is this long, uh, long tail of content. Um, but what really builds um, your your reputation on Endless is your skill. People know you for what you can do, not just for what what you have done. Um, and that I think is what is is the the general the broadest theme of gamification. Tim, clearly you are a big thinker about the future of music and music tech and music innovation. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'm curious to hear what other trends you're tracking in music innovation. We'll be right back. Eleanor here. I just dropped in to say if you like what you hear about the Endless Arcade, we're bringing you a chance to play with one at the NAM Show 2023. 
Music Tectonics and Triple G Ventures are teaming up with the most creative new musical inventions and our Innovate at NAM booth. If you're attending the show, meet us at the Anaheim Convention Center, number 10105. The Endless Arcade is just one of the music-making tools and toys you can try. Will I see you in Anaheim? All right, we're back, Tim. Like I said, man, you've got me going in all directions in my head. This is so fun to hear your process and and the product that's coming out as a result of that. And also to hear that it was like community source, such cool stuff. The way you think about all these things from community building, you know, your use of social commerce um, and how you think about music and gamification and, and the importance of what's knowing what somebody's capable of doing rather than what they've done. Uh, super interesting forward thinking. I'm curious, what other trends are you tracking in music innovation? Well, I think all the all the trends in music innovation, well, in innovation in creativity, that that you know, there's there's a hundred year shift happening right now. Um, we look back to uh, you know the evolution, the the early days of the media industry, you know, everything, music, film, um, but you know, a hundred plus, a hundred, hundred and fifty years ago, um, these industries all evolved to solve a problem. Which you had at the time, the world was globalizing. Um, we were beginning to have relate, you know, uh, transnational relationships with with people through uh, through trading, etc. But we didn't have access to culture. Culture was still very local, so people knew that there were amazing shows happening on Broadway, but they didn't couldn't get access to them. And there was amazing music being played here and there and other. So um, the media industry evolved to uh, to find these like one in a million artifacts that would sell a million copies and everybody would get a copy of the same thing. And ta-da, we solved the problem of access to culture. Um, flash forward to now, we have the opposite problem uh, because that, that, that problem has been essentially oversolved. So we're now bombarded with culture. We have social media, um, which is pulling our attention, attention in all sorts of directions. Um, and we we've lost our um, frame of cultural reference. You know, we're we're constantly being kind of culturally rugged every day because we have to keep up, keep up with the latest trends. It's very hard um, to feel a sense of identity. So you know, we have um, huge amounts of anxiety, mental health problems, etc. So the the hundred year shift in culture um, is away from uh, trying to solve the access problem towards trying to solve the meaning problem. Uh, which is, you know, the relationships problem, the, the the depth problem. We essentially, I think, as a species, we're now looking. We've built this digital world, and now we need to find our digital local. We've got digital global, which is amazing, um, and we need to find this digital global. Uh, sorry, digital local, which means we need to find um, contexts that we can find people who we really vibe with. And we can build a meaningful relationship with them that that will stand the test of time. That we can that has a solid, concrete foundation. That um, that we know that what we're doing now, you know, may lead to something really amazing in ten, twenty years time. Which is, you know, that's how we used how we were used to operating when we lived in our local villages. So, um, I mean that. That's why I'm I'm still really bullish on Web three because that essentially adds an immutable a layer of immutability um, to our digital footprints, um, and I think that's that's why it's it's really going to win in the long in the long run. It's going to be you know 
right now everybody's hyped about AI. Yes, AI is really great. Um, but the the risk of AI is that um, it just adds to um, the ubiquity of everything and the meaninglessness of everything. You know, if you can put in a prompt and create a thing that is as good as the thing that the artist who that data set was trained on is, um, then you, you, we risk losing even more our sense of agency. So, um, you know, a- AI could help us with our sense of agency, but it could also take us in the opposite direction. Um, so I think the combination of AI and Web3 is really, really interesting um, because then we can, uh, you know, it will, the AI will give us a faster path to water um, to saying what we mean or what we want to say. Um, and Web3 will give us the um, sort of immutable immutable infrastructure beneath that um, to make sure that what we say is cumulative rather than ephemeral. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing big thoughts. Now, one last thing before we let you go, Tim, exile of endless with three S's. Um, S's. We like to build our network. Music Tectonics is about community. So we like to ask guests if they can name three music tech innovators or companies that our audience should check out, especially folks that maybe we haven't heard about yet. Who's on your mind? Who are the people you follow, whether they're thought leaders or they're actually building stuff, startup founders, uh, collaborators, competitors, whatever it may be, who are who are a few folks you can share with us? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure your readers will have heard of Water and Music, but if you haven't heard of Water and Music, you really need to check out what they're doing because they are really blazing a trail with um, the you know depth of thought um, and research. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean. Um, Harmon AI, Harmon AI. Um, I think it's really interesting what they're doing using um, applying stable diffusion to to music. Um, along that line, there's you know a company called Mubit. They do kind of um, AI navigated. Um, it's not actually directly generated by by AI, but you can artists can upload stems, create stems, and the Mubit AI will create these kind of evolving. Um, uh, soundscapes based on those stems that's pretty interesting god i'm trying to yeah i'm on the, on the spot now i'm trying to think um who else i mean there's there's a lot of really interesting stuff there's a lot of really interesting stuff happening in web3 it's very um it web3 is very much in co- cockroach mode right now um because it's sort of you know it's kind of right now it's fallen out of favor it will come back like i i guarantee you that it's going to come back um and uh, there, there are so many projects there deep diving in, uh, you know, creating new models for essentially build, building communities, building resilient, long lasting communities. Um, so kind of, yeah, big shout out to everybody in that space. <laughs> nice, Tim. It's been a blast. If people want to connect with you, are you are you going to be at any conferences or festivals coming up in 2023? We should try to hook up with you there. Um, potentially, I mean, I actually just became a dad <laughs> just, just, uh, just under a month ago to twins. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so my, my, my travel, travel permissions are, are limited right now, but, um, uh, you know, you're always, always welcome to hit me up, find me. I'm at Tim Exile on Twitter. That's where I usually hang out the most. Um, I'm also, you know, do come to the endless discord, uh, you know, head, head to endless 
with three s's.fn um and you'll find all the links to how to connect with us there and awesome do you think we could end with another uh, sample from the from the uh, endless arcade yes all let right. me let me let me rustle one up all right tim thank you so much for joining music tectonics this is endless arcade taking us out see you soon tim thank you Dimitri. Thanks for listening to Music Tectonics. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We have new episodes for you every week. Did you know you can dig deeper into all our episodes with the show notes at musictectonics.com. While you're there, look for the latest about our annual conference, sign up for our newsletter to get updates, or get the Music Tectonics app for music tech news. Everything we do explores seismic shifts that shake up music and technology the way the Earth's tectonic plates cause quakes and make mountains. Connect with Music Tectonics on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and find me, Dimitri Vitsa, if you can spell it, on LinkedIn. Bye-bye! You're listening to Music Tectonics.